Welcome to the podcast of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta, where we are committed to changing lives with faith, hope, and love. We're so glad you are here. Siblings of the faith, good morning. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I am so honored and grateful to occupy the pulpit this morning, grateful for the ministries of Pastors Joe, Cassie, and Paul, and the clerk of session, as well as the session and the deacons and all leaders here of this blessed congregation. May the peace of the Lord be with you. I bring greetings this morning on behalf of the Board of Trustees, the students, administrative staff, faculty, uh, and alumni of Columbia Theological Seminary uh, on this blessed morning. Grateful to being uh, here with you and sharing in worship. Friends, I would like to invite you to join me in, uh, at this moment as we read uh, from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 4, verses 12 to 23 of which we've heard already Isaiah, both these texts are the foundations for the sermon this morning entitled Defining Moments in Life. Now when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and made his home in Capernaum by the sea, in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali so that what had been spoken through the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun, land of Naphtali, on the road by the sea across the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to proclaim, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. As he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, in the boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets. And he called them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Jesus went through all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming, the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness among the people. The word of God for the people of God. Friends, after I graduated from seminary, my wife Suzette and I moved to Elizabeth, New Jersey, where I began work as the organizing pastor of a congregation in East Brooklyn, New York, and also developing a program at Princeton Seminary. Shortly after arriving, I was invited to join a community prayer group in the East Brooklyn area of New York City. 
It was a small group of clergy and community leaders, all of whom worked in some form of ministry. I was the newest in the group and the only Presbyterian. They were very interested in how I got from being a prospect in architectural engineering to being a minister of word and sacraments. Tell us the story of your conversion, they said. Tell us how you found Christ and became a pastor. Well, I began. And then there was silence. I thought hard about the question. I started again. Well, more silence. Then I said, you know, it's just sort of always been there, a sense of connection, relationship, longing. I can't remember a time when it wasn't. One of them asked, there wasn't a particular day or event? I shook my head. So did he. They were clearly disappointed and maybe even a bit doubtful about me. I think that conversation highlights one of the difficulties with today's gospel. It sounds as if one day Jesus shows up and immediately we walk away from our old life and leave everything behind. That's how Matthew describes it for Peter and Andrew. James and John also experienced something similar in today's gospel. I don't doubt that's true. I know that's how it happened for some of you. That is a legitimate and valid experience, but it's not the only way. Some of you would describe a story similar to mine, a continuous and steady experience of Jesus. Others would tell a story of struggle and wrestling, give and take, back and forth. Think about Jacob and Ruth and Naomi or Jonah. In truth, our lives are probably a mixture of all three of those plus others. How does any relationship begin, continue, and grow? There is no one way or even a right way. They are probably as many ways of being called, finding Jesus, being found by Jesus, whatever you want to call it, as there are people. It is unique and personal to each one of us. The point, however, isn't how it happened, but that it did happen and it continues to happen. It's never a once and for all, finally and forever kind of thing. Our entire life, friends, is a conversion. We are always being converted and shaped and formed into the likeness of Jesus. Over and over again, Jesus comes to us saying, follow me. Following Jesus does not happen in the abstract, but in the context, circumstances, and relationships of our lives. Our relationship with Jesus is grounded and experienced in the people and events of our lives and world. And so it was for Peter and Andrew, James and John. We see that throughout the remainder of Matthew's account of the gospel. He not only describes, friends, the life and ministry of Jesus, but the ongoing shaping and forming of Peter's and Andrew's and James and John's lives. That shaping and forming happened 
in Jesus' teaching of the Beatitudes, in his healing of the sick, in his telling parables, in his feeding the 5,000, in Peter complaining that they had left everything behind, in James and John arguing with the others and hoping to sit at Jesus' right and left, in Jesus' crucifixion, in the resurrection and ascension, and in the coming of the Holy Spirit. Every one of those moments echo with Jesus' words, follow me. Every one of those is as much a defining moment in the lives of these disciples as was the day Jesus first saw them by the Sea of Galilee. Defining moments or turning points always resound with the invitation to follow Jesus. They are the intersection of our lives and, and his life. Isn't, isn't that what's happening in today's gospel? We hear it in Jesus' words. He only says two things, repent and follow me. At some level, they are the sides of the same coin. So often, friends, we hear the word repentance and think, uh-oh, someone's been bad. Someone better change their evil ways. It can mean that, and sometimes that needs friends to, to be the focus, but it also means more than that. Repentance is more than just a moral change. It is a life change, a turning point. We look in different direction. We see with new eyes. We, we establish new priorities. We travel a new road. The defining moments are turning points of our lives that bring us face to face with Jesus. And they, they come in lots of ways. Sometimes they come as we planned, as we worked, or as we hoped for. Other times they are completely unexpected and take us by surprise. Sometimes they bring us joy and gladness. Other times we are filled with sorrow and loss. Sometimes they affirm everything we thought and believed. Other times, they leave us confused and not knowing what we believe. You've probably experienced all of those and more in the defining moments or turning points of your own life. Think about your defining moments, times when, for better or for worse, your life was turned around moving out uh, and beginning life on your own, falling in love and getting married, the birth of your child, the death of a loved one, words or actions that hurt another and forever changed the relationship, graduation from school and beginning your first job, the failure of your business or the loss of your employment, your divorce or separation, a success or accomplishment that was really significant or meaningful, discovering the passion that excites, inflames, and drives your life, an anniversary grounded in commitment and deep satisfaction, going to your first AA meeting, your new role as caretaker, or your spouse, or your parents, a long-time dream that finally came true. The list could go on and on. We could all tell stories of our life's defining moments. It seems as if our lives are a series of turning points, some big and others small, 
Regardless, with each defining moment, we see ourselves, others, and the world differently. We think differently. We focus on different concerns. We ask different questions, and we move in different direction. What they all have in common, however, is Jesus' invitation, his command to follow him. Let the church say amen. Each defining moment, friends, comes with the opportunity for and the promise of Christ to refashion our lives. In our Christian walk, if we ever believe, friends, that we've gotten there, that we are already at that place, friends, it is time to reevaluate our relationship with the one who has called us, the one who has given us life, the one who has said in our lives that he is the way and the truth. That's what Jesus did for Peter and Andrew and John. I will make you, he says. That's what, that's what he does for us as well. He's involved in our lives. He understands our pain, our sorrow, our insecurities, our frustrations, our resistance as well as our longing and our desire. Friends, Christ makes us more who we truly are to be. And in him, we begin to recognize ourselves. This does not happen in spite of our life circumstances, but in and through our life's circumstances. That's where and how it happened for Peter, Andrew, James, and John. And as I contemplate my life's experiences, that is how it continues to happen. That I, when I visit congregations and meet the faithful, I see the Christ in you. I see the transformative experience of the Spirit of God. I see also as I experience the questions, the anxieties, the uncertainties of what tomorrow may bring, but I also see the hope in recognizing that the one who has called us to follow him is there with us, never abandoning who we are and what we are called to be. These are the defining moments and their defining moments of the disciples came in sailing the same boats on the same lake, using the same nets, doing the same work they had done the day before uh, and the day before that and the month before that and the year before that. Look at your nets. Look at your lakes, your boats, the circumstances of your life. What is the defining moment you face today? What's happening? What do you see? Somewhere in your life today is a turning point, a place of repentance. Maybe you know how exactly what it is. Maybe you've not yet recognized it. Maybe you've closed your eyes to it. Regardless, it is there. And so is Jesus beckoning, calling, longing, desiring. He stands there saying, follow me. I've picked you and I will walk with you 
and I will be your Lord and you will be my people. In the name of our Creator, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. This podcast is a ministry of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta. Come join us Sundays at 189 Church Street, Marietta, Georgia, or visit us online at fpcmarietta.org. Thank you.